Wake up, America, before it's too late. The Steve Day Show. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show here, live and on demand on Blaze TV radio and podcast. I'm Steve Dace down here in Dallas at the state-of-the-art Blaze TV studios. Todd Erzin, Aaron McIntyre, they are back there at, well, the state-of-the-art studio in Des Moines that they built for us as well. Uh, We'll be with you here for the next two hours. Uh, And in advance of a big night tonight, it is the first GOP primary debate. Uh, The Blaze will have it covered, uh, including tonight during the debate. Um, a bunch of us are going to be uh, in the chat uh, for exclusively for Blaze TV subscribers, uh, providing our running commentary. Uh, that would be yours truly alongside the patriarch, Glenn Beck, Sarah Gonzalez, Stu, Dave Landau, and more. Uh, that'll be tonight during the debate. Uh, and uh, we'll also uh, be doing an exclusive show afterwards as well, uh, analyzing what we saw for the two hours here this evening in Milwaukee. In fact, there's the schedule on the, on the screen, if you can see it. The pre-show is at 7. Uh, the live chat, or 8, I should say. I'm, I'm thinking my local time. 8 Eastern, 9 Eastern, the live chat uh, begins with yours truly and uh, Glenn Beck and others here. And then the reaction at uh, 11, right after it ends. You can get $25 off right now with the promo code DEBATE when you go to blazetv.com. Blazetv.com and use the promo code DEBATE to get $25 off your Blaze TV subscription. All right, coming up on the show here today, we will, Daniel Horwitz, the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, is on vacation. Uh, So we will, next hour, we will do buy, sell, or hold the way we used to back in the day, concurrently for an entire full hour in real time. And then what is left over uh, will be discussed, uh, what we didn't get to, uh, will be done in our overtime today uh, for Blaze TV subscribers later today at blazetv.com slash days. At the bottom of the hour, I have asked Todd and Aaron to each make three predictions for tonight's debate. And uh, I don't know what those are going to be. I'll find out at the exact same time the rest of you do. And uh, we will discuss and analyze those coming up here at uh, the bottom of this hour. Also want to remind you, we brought on a new partner to the show this week, our friends at the First Liberty Institute. And they've got uh, a a key event coming up the 1st of September. They won a landmark case that removed a 50-year precedent in the Supreme Court. Uh, against religious liberty on behalf of high school football coach Joe Kennedy, who would take a knee in prayer on the field after games, and then it eventually got him fired. Uh, They won their case at the U.S. Supreme Court, and they now want to make you aware and make more and more Americans aware of our first freedom. And that's with the first freedom challenge. We want people to fill local stadiums and to pray after the game, just like Coach Kennedy on his first game back. This is Friday, September 1st. Friday, September 1st. Here's three things that you can do to help promote the first freedom challenge. Number one, sign up at rfia.org, rfia.org, and commit to praying on September 1. Second, you can record a short video message challenging people to take a knee in prayer with Coach Kennedy. And then third, share your video on social media and let the world know that the freedoms intended by our founding fathers are back join me and others by taking the first freedom challenge for september the first at rfia.org all right with that let's get to it here's aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away 
What happened while we were away brought to you by Debate Day. The first and as of now only GOP primary debate is tonight in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It starts at 9 p.m. Eastern time and will go to 11 p.m. This is the stage set up for the eight candidates involved. Center stage will be Ron DeSantis and Vivek Ramaswamy, followed by Mike Pence, Nikki Haley, Chris Christie, Tim Scott, Asa Hutchinson, and somebody named Doug Burgum. Donald Trump on Truth Social says his interview with Tucker Carlson, which was recorded last week, will drop at the same time the debate begins. Speaking of Donald Trump, his campaign is now colluding with CNN and other left-wing journalists in an attempt to take down Ron DeSantis. According to Politico's Morning Playbook, quote, Team Trump whining and dining with a number of top reporters at a steakhouse called Rare and passing out pudding snacks. A swipe at Ron DeSantis's pudding finger story, as well as debate bingo cards to troll the Florida governor. Squares included dismisses polls, wipes snot, red ears, DeSantis, DeSantis, flip-flops on Social Security, again woke and putting mention who was there reporters Dana Bash Shane Goldmacher Kristen Welker Bob Costa Finn Gomez Dasha Burns Rachel Scott Rick Klein Josh Dossi Rob Criley, Mario Parker, and David Chalian, along with Chris Lasavita, Jason Miller and Stephen Chung those last three by the way are part of Team Trump the great prevaricator Vivek GPT, fresh off of lying about his comments regarding 9-11, is now malfunctioning on whether Donald Trump should indeed debate. What does it say about Donald Trump if he does not show up? You know what, I'm not focused on who shows up or not. It would be fundamentally uncourageous for Donald Trump to refuse to debate. You know, do you think Trump should attend this first RNT debate? I don't have a strong opinion on it. Trump will be there because, as I've known him, he's not a man that I know of to be afraid. I think that I don't really, I don't think it much matters in the early debates whether he shows up. I don't think he's going to duck away from debate. I think that would be embarrassing, frankly. I don't think it much matters. If he doesn't show up on that debate stage, I think that'll be the best proof that the Donald Trump of today is not the same Donald Trump. He's not somebody who has made a habit of himself to be a coward. I think it would be fundamentally uncourageous for Donald Trump to refuse to debate. And I'm not going to let him get away with that very easily. I really have no problem with it if he doesn't show up. I think that's, I would go so far as to say understandable. If there's one thing the vague GPT feels very strongly about, it's every side of every issue ever. And finally, proof once again, Donald Trump only hires the best people. Trump understands that the job of attorney general is to serve and protect the people of the United States. And that is exactly what he will do and do better than anybody else can. Jeff Sessions was a disaster as attorney general. Should have never been attorney general. He's not qualified. He's not mentally qualified to be attorney general. We hope Bill Barr is going to be as good as we think because Bill is a good, he's a great gentleman, a great man. And by the way, when Bill Barr, who's, you know, a coward, Bill Barr was a coward. Bill Barr didn't do what he was supposed to do. I fired him and he has great hatred. In his new role as chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Milley will serve as my top military advisor. I have absolute confidence that he will fulfill his duty with the same brilliance and fortitude he has shown throughout his long and very distinguished career. Milley, frankly, was incompetent. The last one I'd want to attack with as my leader would be Milley. John Kelly will do a fantastic job. General Kelly has been a star, done an incredible job thus far, respected by I know John Kelly. He was with me, didn't do a good job, had no temperament, and ultimately he was petered out. He got, he was exhausted. This man was totally exhausted. He wasn't even able to function. I am confident that Jay has the wisdom and leadership to guide our economy through any challenges 
that our great economy may face. And, you know, I had my own situation with Powell, and I beat the hell out of him. I was not a big fan of Powell. I was rec- he was recommended by some people. I didn't like him. We are going to appoint Mad Dog Mattis as our Secretary of Defense. They say he's the closest thing to General George Patton that we have, and it's about time. Mattis was a highly overrated general, didn't do the job, didn't do good on ISIS. Mattis was fired, as you know, by President Obama, and I fired him also. Rex Tillerson, Secretary of State. Going to do a great job. He's respected all over the world, and I think he's going to go down as one of our great, great secretaries. In an angry tweet this morning, he called Tillerson, (laughs) dumb as a rock, and totally ill-prepared and ill-equipped to be Secretary of State. Mark Esper, who is a highly respected gentleman with a great career, West Point, Harvard, uh, a tremendous talent, who's just named acting Secretary of Defense. He has said, quote, you, he was, you were a lightweight, a figurehead. He said Mark Esper was weak, totally ineffective. Uh, he said uh, he would do anything I wanted. Secretary Chow, you've been so fantastic in so many ways. Transportation, it's just moving along. And you, uh, you've you done a fantastic job for me and for the country, and I appreciate all, all that you do. In his post on Truth Social, Trump said, McConnell, quote, has a death wish and must immediately seek help and advice from his China-loving <laughs> wife, Coco Chow. And that's what happened while we were away. <laughs> was that a Saturday? Night? Was that Alec Baldwin? Or is that really him? <laughs> Good times. Never before, and I mean never before, have we needed a segment to be sponsored more by Bonner Private Wines than we do right now. Amen. By the glass, by the bottle, or as I will be doing next break, intravenously indulge mightily with the outstanding uh, Sune Elogico Sunal Elogico uh, Malbec uh, wine that comes from never before imported gem that comes from deep in the remote Kalaki Valley of Argentina breathtaking altitude at nearly 9,000 feet from the third highest vineyard in the world and what sets this bottle apart from even a fine restaurant wine, highly rated at 91 points, no fining or filtration done, preserving its true natural taste. It boasts a staggering 10 times more resveratrol. Let me just pause right there. I needed to boast 10 times more blood alcohol, um, actually, is what I need. That's what I needed to, to do. Like now, in fact. It's, it's got to be 5 o'clock somewhere. Uh, 93% less sugar than your bulk grocery store reds as well. Uh, and private, Bonner Private Wines, the sole importer of this amazing Malbec. And right now you can get it for over 50% off plus free shipping at bonnerprivatewines.com slash Steve. Bonner, B-O-N-N-E-R, bonnerprivatewines.com slash Steve. Get your order in now before I drink it all. Um, on the... Uh, the Tucker Trump interview tonight, I, I really don't think that'll put a dent in 
I mean, the, the Fox News debate is going to get dented by Trump not being there, period. I mean, 25, 30 million people would have watched a Trump show. Maybe I would guess less than 15 million will watch tonight without him. Now, I, I do think far more people that are going to actually vote in a GOP primary are going to watch the debate tonight than watch Trump on Tucker. I, did, I also think Trump on Tucker will de- generate a lot more o- eyeballs overall. But running it at 9 p.m. Eastern, guys, you have to understand, you know, like the median age of a Republican primary voter is 58. You know, the average age of a Fox News viewer is 69. Nice. But um, those people aren't, th- those are the one clickers. You know, they're not clicking off the debate tonight and then trying to figure out, hey, Ma, what is Twitter and X? Is that pornography? I mean, they're not figuring that out at 9 o'clock Eastern. I, I mean, I, I think the amount of people that are going to turn off the debate to watch that tonight is actually pretty small. I, I think, you know, if we were doing a point spread here, you have to already, ba- it's already baked into the line that Fox has lost a substantial audience without Trump. They're not going to lose more because the crossover amount of people who switch back and forth between Fox and Twitter is un poquito. That, that, that's a very small sliver of people. So, I mean, I, I think the same amount, of, that, that would have gotten the exact same amount of views if they ran it to, right now on Twitter than if they're going to run it at 9 o'clock. I, I, don't, I think Fox has already taken a hit, and albeit a significant one, by Trump not being there. But I, I don't think there's a lot of people, when you look at the median age of GOP primary voters, the median age of an average Fox News viewer, those aren't people that are consuming Twitter at all. So I, I just, I don't see that there's a mass amount of people who at nine o'clock, uh, who otherwise would not have done it anyway, are going to turn off that debate to watch that. Now, that is an excellent feather in the cap of Tucker, though, who's clearly out for blood against Fox and God bless him for it. Okay, but that's more, I think, a, a, a spike in the end zone for Tucker. I mean, Trump will get his spike in the end zone tomorrow when the ratings come out, you know, and it's like 50 percent of what we saw the ratings of the 2016 debates. Um, I want to have. I want to I want to I want to have a. I want to have a heart to heart, sincerely. And, you know, over the last few years, we've all, meaning our show and you, our audience, we have been through a lot together. We have, as a people, gone through as much difficulty as a country with our level of wealth could possibly go through without just being completely destabilized. We have... We have gone through a scamdemic. We have gone through a government-mandated poison. We have, we have gone through an election that at least, I believe, I, if you want to say rigged instead because technically the ballot harvesting was legal, okay. You know, rigged and stolen to me is kind of tomato-tomato, but it, it was at least one of those two things for sure. Right now, a not insignificant pocket of our elites are willing to have a third world war over Ukraine. 
Every major medical association in this country is an advocate for gender mutilation of children. And our southern border is a haven for human trafficking and drug cartels. And we just watched our media this year turn a movie that was about human trafficking and takes no partisan political positions at all uh, into, you know, um, a QAnon slur. And that, that's on top, by the way, of the issues we had going into the last few years. We had significant issues going into the last few years. And now we're, now we're talking about my local grocery store and the, the, the cheap one. Four bags of groceries Sunday cost me 75 bucks. We have the most expensive used car market since 2007. We have the most expensive new car market ever. We have the most expensive housing market ever. Cars and houses are somewhat important. We, we are in a lot of trouble. We, we absolutely, and I know you know this, that's why you're tuned in. We absolutely have to win 2024. We absolutely have to win. And we're going to go from, if we don't, we're going to go from you can't afford a new house to you can't afford your house. We're going to go from you can't afford a new car to you can't afford your car. We're going to go from maybe we should just, you know, mutilate the kids and castrate them to maybe they should just be euthanized. To win 2024, we are going to possibly have to beat the Department of Justice, um, the media, Democrats, apologies for the redundancy, uh, ballot harvesting, and then we're going to have to convince the normies and independents that have abandoned us three elections in a row. We're going to have to convince them to come back home. That's all. That's all we have to do. That's all we have to do to win in 2024. Walk in the park. Fish in a barrel. You got to beat the Department of Justice, media, ballot harvesting, convince people that voted against you three elections in a row to come home and vote with you now. And then your opposition party. That's it. That's it, man. Just a Pleasant Valley Sunday country stroll. That's all we have to do. Folks, that's, that's a very tall task. Whether the candidate is named Ron DeSantis, Donald Trump, IP Freely, Buster Hyman, Barry Satoro, Ron Mexico, or Joey Freshwater. That, that's not going to be easy. And I wake up this morning and I, I am informed by someone who witnessed it firsthand. And he, sends, he sent me the, the story that last night the Trump campaign traveled the length of the country from Palm Springs, Florida to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. One of the longest flights you could possibly take in the continental United States. And they flew all that way, not for the president to take part in the debate, 
so that you could see him answer questions that are germane to our futures. No, so that they could buy porterhouses and wine that isn't 50% off like at Bonner's for the enemy. They, they, they did that instead. They, they sat down and yucked it up with the same media that tried to impeach Trump, tried to imprison him now, um, and they, they toasted each other. Not a single conservative media outlet was there. It was all left-wing corporate media, all enemy media. And there they were. Like pigs in a blanket. And let me tell you what happened after that event. Every one of those liberal media people on all their group chats and all their group texts laughed at Trump and the Trump campaign. Ate their steaks, drank their wine, ran up the bill, walked out, laughed. They went right back on the air today trying to kill him and us. When I say, do they understand what this is? That this is not a show. They, they, this is not just all politics. The idea that you can reel in this brood of vipers for some silly, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, one-dimensional chess from an after-school special. I mean, this is if Eddie Haskell was a billionaire. Meanwhile, enemy media is out there speaking with forked tongue. Their, their father is the father of lies. They advocate for murder. They advocate for human trafficking. They advocate for gender mutilation. Out in the open, true doctrines of demons. And the Trump campaign thinks it is using the media. They're using them. No. They're the ones playing 4D chess here. At the same time, the Trump campaign is buying them high-end steak dinners, bottomless glasses of wine. These same people are out there coordinating with the deep state as they have been for the last five years to destroy Trump and everyone adjacent to him, even to the point of imprisonment. Meanwhile, Trump and his team, again, acting like this is just all a game, except they're the ones that are being played and therefore so are we. This isn't pro wrestling with these people, with heroes and heels and Hulk Hogan goes from I am a real American to Hollywood Hogan does the heel turn. Dana Bash this morning didn't just wake up and say, guys, I'm turning over a new leaf. We're trying journalism. No, I mean, I just saw her on the screen five minutes ago. Gleeful that Trump's going to turn himself in to be arrested tomorrow. We are in an outright cold civil war. Only one side will win. The other will be lost to history. We are playing a game. They are playing for keeps. And this is what I mean, folks. This is what I mean. Hear my heart. I'm not mad. I'm angry. I am worried. I am going to go home to three children I love and adore. Many of you listening have children you love and adore. Donald Trump has children he loves and adores. And they obviously adore him. But we are not serious. We're not serious. And the other side is as serious as a COVID jab-inducing heart attack. We're not serious. 
They took out to dinner the people who accused Trump of being a traitor and a Russian asset over a P-tape. They took out to dinner the people that helped them steal the election and then put in prison the people that dared call them on it. They took out to dinner the people that tried to impeach him. They took out the people that are trying to dinner the people that are trying to imprison them now. That's their date. That was their date last night. Remember in the history books when Stonewall Jackson took Ulysses Grant out to dinner because they both just couldn't stand Robert E. Lee? No, you don't remember that? Because it never happened. Because both sides there knew they were in a real war. And one side was going to win, and the other one was going to be lost to history. And thankfully, the Confederacy was. Same thing is happening here. But we're whining and dining them instead. What will it take for us to take this all seriously? Jenna Ellis told me yesterday her bond is $100,000. She's on the low end of this RICO case in Fulton County. That's her bond to stay out of prison. 100000 She told me yesterday her, her, it's going to cost her at least a half a million to defend herself and stay out of jail. I was told by a little birdie yesterday, John Eastman's legal bills are now approaching $2 million. They are coming out with 41 felony indictments against Trump. RICO cases against anybody adjacent to him. They are effectively trying to end Trump's natural life and the lives of those who dared to stand with him. Meanwhile, the Trump team is doing DeSantis bingo cards. I, I, I don't... Help me. Help me. I, I'm trying. Help me understand. What are we doing? It's only... Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the future of our... Maybe things are great. And maybe the future is not at stake. You know, maybe my fault is I actually take this all seriously, and it's just not. Maybe it's not serious. Maybe I'm blowing it out of the water, because I don't understand what we're even doing here. We are being told. Every time you tune into a show like mine, you're being told by a host, and when I listen to him and I see him on social media, I get that message too, that this is bigger than Trump. It is. I agree. And after they're done with Trump, they'll come after us next. I agree. Jenna Ellis, who we had on the show yesterday, is living testimony to that. I agree with this. So then what is our plan? We're going to beat him with $100 porterhouses, uh, bingo cards, uh, dimly lit videos from Mar-a-Lago, nicknames. That'll do it. That, that, that always works. What, what, what is this? What, what is it? Let's forget that there's anybody else running. Let's forget Ron DeSantis is in the race. All these questions would still be germane if it was just Trump against the system. If he's the nominee, these questions will all be germane next year. They're not about any other candidate. They're just about him and us. It's like, we, it's like we see our enemies with a loaded howitzer at us. And it's pointed right at us. And we all agree that it's loaded. And we all, we all text each other it's loaded and podcast it's loaded. And we tweet that it's loaded. We all agree that it's loaded. And then we all keep warning each other about it being loaded. And we all keep saying, you know, they're going to fire it one day. They're going to pull the trigger one day. And then we are convinced, but then we kind of just know it's a joke and we're not really convinced of the fact that they will fire it despite all the times they already did. Impeachment, stolen election, scamdemics, Brett Kavanaugh, 41 felony counts, RICO cases, like we're the freaking mob. Do we even believe our own talking points? Do we even believe our own apocalyptic prophecies? 
Uh, do we even believe in reality? We are living through the fulfillment of Antonio Gramsci's prison letters. You are watching the result of the long march through the institutions. And now it's goose stepping to us. And our comeback appears to be a reality show. And to get as many clicks as we can, like almost, I would respect it more if we kind of knew we couldn't win. And we're all just going to be out here just admitting now openly we can't win. Live, eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we die. Get as many clicks and as much cash as we can and then hunker down. Now that's actually a plan. That's actually a plan. It's a cynical one, but it's better than no plan. Uh, we're, we're a joke, guys. I want to win. And you know who won't be laughing? Us. Our children and grandchildren all the more. In fact, they will rise up and curse us later for what we will sentence them to because we did not take this seriously now. Help me. We have to win. I don't even want to contemplate what 2025 and 2026 are like if we don't. We have to defeat the enemy, not date them. What is this? I'm at a loss. You know, this is a fun job, but it comes with a lot of crap. Every time your name is called in public, you you wince and your family girds their loins, wondering, all right, is this a person that's going to come at us? What? Your kids carry that baggage wherever they go. And I'm, I'm fine assuming all of that risk if we're trying to do something significant, like save our families. But this isn't going to work, guys. This isn't going to win. Back here on the Steve Day Show. Something else that uh, I could use right now. Get a little pain relief. Check out our friends over at Relief Factor. If you are struggling with chronic pain, that's pain from too much inflammation in the body, then you're looking for the all-natural anti-inflammatory. Why? Because that pain in the body is largely because of too much inflammation in your body. That's that achiness, soreness, stiffness that just lingers and won't go away. Relief factor, relief factor comes into play to try to help you do something about that and live pain, pain free. Once again, drug free, but it was created by physicians who can prescribe drugs. Why? Well, you know, if you take a regular regimen of things that work over the counter, drugs like Tylenol, ibuprofen, et cetera, those things work. But if you take them too much and too often, they can over the course of years, put some strain on other functions and organs in your body. And so sometimes it's not possible. And if that's the case, get the medication you need. But if there are times that a more natural or all natural approach can work without the trade-off, take full advantage of it. We think relief factor might be that approach for you. It won't work for everybody though, but it does work for mostly everybody. In fact, about 70% of the time when people try the three week quick start for just 20 bucks, they stick around long-term because of the results they see in three weeks or less. But again, it's not a guarantee. 70% though for 20 bucks, pretty good odds. If you want to give it a shot, 
See if you're in that 70%. What do you got to lose for just 20 bucks? Go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com, or you can call them at 804, the number four, 804 relief or relieffactor.com. All right, uh, let's uh, bring Todd and Aaron into the conversation here. Buy, seller, hold coming your way next hour on the show. And let's start previewing tonight's debate, gentlemen. You guys have each laid out three predictions that you have for the debate. How do you guys want to do this? You want to go back and forth? Do you yep. want to do let's one go back of you at forth. a time with all three? Yes. All right, we'll go back and forth. Aaron, you lead us off. So my first prediction... The first question, despite Ron DeSantis being in the first stage position, position number one, the first question will actually go to somebody other than Ron DeSantis, most likely Vivek Ramaswamy. Don't allow Ron DeSantis to set the tone right off the gate, right out, uh, right off the bat. Hmm. I could see that. What do you think, Todd? In terms of errands? Oh, yeah, I, uh, absolutely. I, I, there, no one's going to... If they cater to DeSantis right out of the gate, it's going to be some ridiculous question that instantly intended to throw him uh, off balance. But, yeah, I think just as likely, if not more likely, is just trying to do the classic journalism bias, which is just to, like, minimize him as much as possible and not make it completely obvious that it's the Ron DeSantis show tonight and then everybody else. Can I add uh, maybe an addendum to Aaron's prediction that the only way that won't come true is if they try to ask DeSantis about the list. What I don't remember what it was. I mean, that's the most Ron vessels. DeSantis thing ever. That's right. I mean, come up, come up with a slam yeah. But then use vocabulary that most people can't understand or remember. <laughs> okay, gosh. Listless vessels, right? I keep I couldn't remember it was listless vehicles, vessels. All right, listless vessels. I could see if DeSantis goes first that that is the very first question. Yeah. Yeah. I but could other see than that. that, you're probably Aaron Aaron's probably correct. And can I just say this too? I, I'm just, you know, if you are a fanboy, even for whomever I'm supporting at the time and I'll point out double standards and stuff, but I'm just not into victimology on like any level. And in politics, man, there's no victims. There's only victors. If, if Donald Trump, well, he did win. If, if Donald Trump were in office right now and therefore term limited, so he couldn't run again, this could very well be what the field is. Maybe, maybe there's a Brian Kemp or a Glenn Youngkin who's term limited in Virginia to one at a time. Maybe one of those two guys is also in but the field would largely look like this, if you know what I'm trying to say. Okay. And so whom would be the clear front runner if Trump were still in office? Whom would it be? Ron DeSantis, right? He'd yeah. be the clear yeah. front runner. We all agree on that, right? Okay. And in that environment, what would who would whom would all the other candidates then go after? Him. Him. And 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 in fact, we'd even advise them to do that. What would be the point in punching down? You should be trying to go after the people ahead of you, right? And so this idea that, well, this isn't going to be fair. They're all going to go after it. It's fair is on the east side. You're running for president, man. It's the hardest job in the friggin' world. It ought to be hard to get. And if Trump were not in the race, they, this is how it worked. They'd all be ganging up on you anyway. So, I mean, if I, I, I don't understand, you know, if, if you can't show people against 
Nikki Haley, Vic, Vivek Ramaswamy. If you can't show people up against a field of has-beens that never were and people who think uh, we should worship beef instead of eat it, if you can't show up against them, then I don't know what to say. Then let's just find out now and let's just all move on and figure out how the hell to drag Trump across the finish line, not to mention a hail of bullets from the Department of Justice. We're just wasting our time here. I don't get that. I mean, I mean, this ought to be, you know, like this tonight ought to be like when an all-star player comes off of injured re- injury rehab, Todd, and has to do like a stint in AAA to get his timing back. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And he goes four for four on a Thursday night in Toledo and gets called back up to the big club by the weekend. That's what tonight ought to be. You're the friggin' slayer of Florida, man. You extincted the Democratic Party. Come get some. Let's see it. I don't want to hear about wines or this question or that. That's the language of losers. That's the kind of stuff people say when they don't do stuff like extinct the opposition party in their home state. This is, this is an opportunity. You don't have Trump on the stage. It's you against the dwarfs. Stand up. Tell everybody else to stand down. Recognize. Treat everybody else like know your, hole and shut your, or know your role and shut your hole. You, don't belo- you can't hold my friggin' jockstrap. Ain't none of y'all done anything like I've done. So... It's all noise. Now, 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 listen, I'm going to look in the camera now so the adults can talk. That ought, to be the, that ought to be the swag and swagger that Ron DeSantis goes up on the stage with tonight. If you're sitting here thinking, oh, the fake's going to take shit. Come on, man. Get out of here. Get out. Politics is not for you. You're really not any dissimilar to what I just talked about with Team Trump, where, where it's just this is a war. So let's put him up there and let's see what happens. And if he can't thrive, well, then let's just find that out now. You know, some guys are great coordinators. In fact, like guys like Dick LeBeau can make the Hall of Fame in Canton just being a coordinator. They were so great. Some guys aren't, some guys aren't head coaches. Norv Turner's the great example. Super Bowl winning coordinator, multiple playoff, winning, playoff game winning coordinator for different franchises, failed as a head coach. Some guys just can't sit in the alpha chair. Doesn't mean they're terrible. Some guys are colonels, not generals. Some guys are senators and congressmen, not presidents. Doesn't mean some guys are governors, not presidents. Doesn't mean they're terrible. Just meant only one person can sit in that big captain church chair at a time, and that person ain't good to be you. So um, man the science station and take the helm. All right. You're Sulu or Spock. Nothing wrong with that, but let's find that out now. Either you're the guy swinging the big stick. Either you got the big D energy from what you did in Florida, or you don't. So let's just find that out and save me your whinings. I hate whining, period. I hate whining every bit as much as I hate vamping reality show vamping. Next prediction. Well, taking advantage of the energy of the last 48 hours over my dead body, am I going to mask again, et cetera, et cetera. And many of these people saying that I did it the first time. Uh, Ron DeSantis is going to take advantage of that energy. He should take advantage of that energy. And he'll go after Trump, at least indirectly, by going after his point man on COVID, Mike Pence. And he will point out the, the, uh, the clear uh, choices that Pence and thus Donald Trump made on trusting people like Fauci, on locking down, on masking, on all of this uh, voodoo science. 
and he'll make it abundantly clear that it's not going to happen on my watch. And it would, uh, quite frankly, it'd be political malfeasance, given the energy of this moment where it is actually coming up again if Ron DeSantis doesn't take advantage of that moment in this way by just beating Mike Pence like a drum. Hmm. Well, first of all, I am in favor of pretty much anybody beating Mike Pence like a drum. I'm, I'm, uh, so say we all, and thus speaketh Zarathustra. Um, it's, it, it's in the Psalms. Uh, so I'm in, I'm in, I'm in on the beating of Mike Pence. It is, it's just, you know, on the way out the door here of our history books, take all the, all the moments of joy you can. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll glom onto that one as much as possible. But what about looking like you're arguing down going after Mike Pence? Anybody concerned about that? He was the vice president of the United States, and he's responsible for one of the greatest uh, blunders in all of American political history, the COVID response. I, I don't... Th this gets exhausting to me, quite honestly. The arguing, like, do you have a point? I think I just laid out a gigantic point. It's a way to make Trump be there. That are, people get away with that arguing down by uh, argument too much when they could really be making important arguments. If that's the opportunity, it is. This is it. It's here. I, I actually like this a lot. And I think if he takes this as a debate strategy, just making – we talk about Donald Trump needing a foil. I think Ron DeSantis needs a foil as well. There is a living, breathing embodiment of Donald Trump's failures in the room, on yeah. the stage with you. Make sure to hammer that home every single time. I think if that's, that's your strategy, yeah. I think that's a, good, that's a good strategy. But could Ron DeSantis stand up to the forlorn look? It's a very intimidating forlorn look. The perpetually forlorn Mike Pence. The flaccid smolder. The flaccid smolder. <laughs> Jeez. Oh. Not sure anything That's more accurate. That's forlorn look. Not sure anything more accurate has ever been said on this show. Uh, my second prediction. I'm not sure either. Uh, this, I feel like this is low-hanging fruit here. Uh, Tim Scott or Nikki Haley will criticize Ron DeSantis for being homophobic, xenophobic, or transphobic. <laughs> I think all of us need Tim Scott to criticize Ron DeSantis for being homophobic. And I'm just going to leave it there. Nikki Haley, speaking of her, I don't think she is going to come after Governor DeSantis directly. People talk about DeSantis's campaign at times getting off to a uh, rough start. Well, I think she expected this thing to be much, much closer on her end as well. And I she think she tried to come after DeSantis. That didn't work out so well for her either. But I think, listen, she, she is charming. She's not a dummy. 
All right. She can come across as tough at times, too. I think she's going to do those things without going directly after DeSantis. And she's going to set up what others have already whispered in here. Steve, you talked about the greatest third place ever with um, Marco Rubio back in the day. I think she knows that after this, there has got to be, at the very least, the greatest second place ever. And I think she fits the bill for a lot, a lot of people. I think she knows that. I think she's, in fact, been told that by many people. So I don't think she probably won't really get into the mud with DeSantis is too much there'll be some debates back and forth but it's not going to be like kamala trying to kneecap uh, joe biden back in the day i don't think that's going to happen i think this is going to be the greatest second place effort that she's setting herself up for okay my third- i will defer to todd he is our show's resident nikki haley fanboy so i will defer to todd on that all right so todd you're you, todd's got to get a second prediction in before we get to your final one aaron what's your second that was one, my todd? second prediction Oh, I thought you were analyzing Aaron's prediction. No, that okay. was my so second that, prediction. Yeah. I got it now. All right. So that, so that you got, okay. That fed off of each other then very, very well. All right. So I, you know what we need, this would, this would just be peak GOP last week, fire the Christian from Ohio right to life this week. Someone gets accused of being transphobic on stage. That must happen. That must occur. That just has to happen. That's in the cards. That, that's as team GOP as it gets right there. All right, Aaron, my bad. Your third and final prediction. The jabs will never once be addressed. That, the, Ron DeSantis can't let that happen. Yep. Where, where, let me find this. I'm sitting in Pat Gray's seat. Does he have a pencil here? So I could perform the Joker pencil trick on myself on the, the, on the Blaze stage tonight when they come to me. If that were to happen, if they come to me, my first comment, Steve, what do you think of the debate? I'll just, my tap out will be, I'll just do the Joker pencil trick on myself right there on the stage. And we're good. I mean, that would, that would just say it all. The level of political malpractice that would be on, on behalf of, of, of DeSantis is, would be so breathtaking that I, I, I don't even want to contemplate that. And Aaron, I hate you. But you're probably right. We taped an evergreen. We haven't aired it yet, and I'm not going to give anything away. Actually, I'm going to stop right there, because I think we made a rule. We were never talking, talking about this evergreen. We're not I'm even going just, to reference the evergreen. I'm just, yeah. I'm just making my predictions. So very low expectations, so that I'm easily, easily and maybe pleasantly surprised. And yes... Yes, that means you, you You can hate me. You can hate me if you want, but that's just how I'm analyzing things. Whatever the worst possible scenario, I think is pretty close to being correct. Did you give your final prediction? I did Don? not. I- uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, when he watched Wonder Woman 1984, he got to the end of that thing and he said, man, Maxwell Lord is the best hero in the DC universe yet. Come on. He is going to go full Maxwell Lord tonight on on some... No, not come on. He's going to go full Maxwell Lord tonight. Remember when, what's his name, uh, in the Democratic Party, Andrew Yang? Didn't he, like, I'll give you $10,000 kind of thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's going to be something along this line from Vivek tonight. I I can't. You guys are killing me, man. You guys are killing me. Nothing I said... How I opened the show made... 
Nothing I said is remotely satirical. Nothing I said is remotely satirical. It's this is where we live. What about how I opened the show made you guys think I was emotionally prepared for what you were about to do next? It was exactly like during the break. During the (laughs) during the break, you had six minutes. I'm not there. You guys could have gotten together and said, man, I don't think the boss can take what we're about to unleash. At least come up with something that's like optimistic, good, something. I don't think he can take, I don't think he can take six consecutive nihilistic predictions, including someone will call another, one Republicans will call each other transphobic. I don't think he can handle that. Come up with something. Some unicorns and rainbows. Actually, we did just come up with a rainbow, but you know what I'm talking about. I'm, I, I am, a, I'm broken right now. I am, I am broken. Broken. Even though last night at Papa Bro's Steakhouse, I may have had the best meal I've ever had in my entire life. But that seems like a distant memory right now. Hour two live and on demand on Blaze TV radio and podcast. One of the chippier episodes we've done in a while. I am Steve Dace down here in Dallas alongside Todd and Aaron back there in Des Moines. And I'll be down here today and tomorrow uh, helping out with the Blaze debate coverage tonight. And then after tomorrow's show, Fly back home. I'll be back there in studio on Friday. Do we know who's on the day script yet Friday, by the way, this week? Do we know? It'll be Josh Hammer from no. Newsweek. Oh, it'll be good to have Josh back. It's been a minute. So good. All right. So uh, that's what's going on here. You can let us know what's happening where you are. Let us know what you think about what we think. Email the show. Steve at SteveDace.com. D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, MeWe, and Gab. You can follow me at Steve Dace Show on Twitter, uh, Instagram, Getter, TikTok. You can find me on Truth Social as well at Real Steve Dace there. That's at Real Steve Dace on Truth Social. And if you are a podcast listener, we appreciate you so much. Please, if you wouldn't mind, show your appreciation for us. If you like the show, today maybe not the best day to request this, but maybe some of you are just absolutely I mean, you like the flogging. So if that's you today, then this show is right up your alley. All right, Give us a five-star review, to, uh, please. And thank you to all of you that have done that as well. And uh, please hit subscribe, or in the case of iTunes, follow. That way, every new episode will show up immediately in your feed, on your device, every single broadcast day. And thank you to all of you that have done that for us as well. This part of the show brought to you by our friends over at Eden Pure. Actually, Pat Gray's got one of these here in the studio right here. That's it. That's all this thing is. That's how this little thing packs a wallop. Just plug it in your wall, all right? This little dial here, you decide the level of intensity that you want, all right? And right away... You begin to purify the air in your home with the Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier, and it gets rid of the strongest odors, everything from cooking, cigarette smoke, litter boxes, trash cans, uh, teenage uh, boy sweat during, uh, you know, off-season conditioning. (laughs) Even that mildew smell from basements are no match because it starts working within seconds. Not to freshen the air, it cleans it. It clears the air. 350,000-plus thunderstorms have already been sold with thousands of five-star reviews and dozens of them coming from our audience alone. So right now you can save $200 on the three-pack for whole home protection, three units for under 200 bucks, and free shipping 
if you use the promo code Steve at EdenPureDeals.com. Promo code Steve at EdenPureDeals.com. Again, promo code Steve at EdenPureDeals.com. It is time now for buy, sell, or hold. Please let there be some fun ones in here. This is where Aaron, with help from you in the audience, throws towards Todd and I predictions, lists, prophecies, and proposals. Todd, you and I will decide, are we going to buy that? Are we going to sell that? And this week, I, I have nothing left after that last hour. I, I don't, I have nothing. In fact, you can use all the holds you want. I'm just, I'm a broken man after that first hour. So You're going to love how we start this one I'm going to let everything, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to let everything slide this week. And, and more is coming, and more is coming, more is coming, I'm sure. Bring out your dead. Okay. Indeed. I'm thinking we might Indeed. actually yes. skip this first one. Nope. No, let's... Wesley no, no, D's no, no, Twitter talk show and clown emporium. Much in opposition to the facts, there will be a blue wave in 2024. The sheeple will bah in response and bow in servitude. Nothing will be done about it other than continuous noise and empty threats. Well, I'll... I'll, I'll buy. It's a I, 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 more than reasonable premise. I have to sell just because because I need to I I'm gonna you know what I'm gonna sell I'll, I'll even come up with a logical reason even despite the level of emotional um, clinging I'm experiencing at the moment um, there is a lot to happen over the next yes 400 plus days absolutely we're going to see things. We are going to see things we never thought we've seen in America before. Or we'd ever seen in America before. And, and because we've already seen things that we never thought we'd see in America before. And we are watching strongholds, spiritual realms, things that take place in, in, in unseen realms. This, these conflicts are now happening, manifest in our natural world. And so I, I think making any definitive predictions about where things will be beyond things we know. There are some things we know. I mean, we, we know, for example, the majority of Americans do not want another boomer election. We know, for example... Independents and normies have deserted us three straight elections and don't like Donald Trump. Doesn't mean they'll never like him again. It just means that's a tough poll. We know Florida had a red wave that almost no other state had, except for like Iowa and Georgia and a couple others. Um, we know Democrats are not going to sit here. And I've, I've even debated a couple of DeSantis people on this, and I disagree with them. Um, I do not believe, because they have pointed out to me that Biden's dementia is now seeping into the general, the, the, the gatekeepers of left-wing media can't hold it at bay anymore. It's, it's seeped into the water table. So, I mean, I, I just don't believe the same people that have coordinated four trials against Donald Trump are then going to sit here next October biting their fingernails saying, man, I really hope Joe Biden doesn't fall down the stairs again and blow this whole thing. I mean, they're just going to swap right. him out. We don't even know who the, we don't know who the Democrat nominee is going to be. All right. Could be Big Mike. See, you're talking yourself into uh, buying could be, this guy because he's 
No, he's, because I, I think he's making a definitive prediction with too many variables. That's what no, I'm saying. No, I think he... So I I'm going to sell. Too many I variables. Think, I think he anticipated what you just said in the top of the show before you even said it because he's probably been watching the show for a long time. And he's right. We're not serious. And if we're not serious, he's the value bet at very least. Okay. I'm going to sell. I just think there's too many variables. Moving on to something more chipper. And emotionally, I need to. Uh, John Coombs, top five movies released in 2023. Number one, Super Mario. Number two, Nefarious. Number three, Sound of Freedom. Number four, Oppenheimer. Number five, John Wick 4. Top, what's the scale? Like top five movies released this I know, but what, like quality? Yep, that's just his opinion. And in order? No, sell. There's no way Super Mario Brothers is the number one, is the best movie of the year. No way. It's a fun, enjoyable film, but no way that's the best movie of the year. No way. It's not in the class of Sound of Freedom. It's not in the class of Oppenheimer. Not in the class of Mission Impossible. Those are the three best movies I've seen this year. I refuse to rate my own movie. I just can't win either way, so I'm just not going to... I'll let other people do that. But um, it's not anywhere... It, it, it's a fun movie. I'm, I'm really happy for its non-woke success, but it, it's not anywhere close to the class of the three films I just mentioned, so I'm going to sell. Oh. Andy Thomas, more chipper on tonight. Fact, Governor Ron DeSantis will blow away the competition in tonight's GOP debate. Okay, bye. I mean... I'm in this really weird spot. I'll just be honest. I am really pessimistic about, like, the future here, not only of this race, but of this country. But I'm... I'm, I would be really... Yeah. (laughs) I would be really surprised... And that's why I'm trying to temper my expectations here. As you heard in the first hour, I would be really surprised if on some level he does not dominate tonight. Which is why I'm trying to gird my lights. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to sell for this reason. Ron DeSantis's competition is not on that stage. And Ron DeSantis has two competitors and neither one of them will be in the room. Donald Trump is one, and the audience at home, the camera is the other. And I, I really think his best path is, like, I, I would, how do I put this? You know what? I'm going to be very blunt. Approximately 300 of you, and I'm not even close to exaggerating, have emailed me in the last two weeks saying Tim Pool has an open invite on his show for any DeSantis backer to go on his program and debate Laura Loomer. Now, I believe I have responded to exactly zero of these requests in my inbox. Let me tell you why. Um, And this is a dude code, absolute imperative, what I'm about to say. If you're a young man in this audience and your daddy never told you this, you're going to thank me for it later. Okay, and if you've already made this mistake, then you're going to say, man, I sure wish somebody would have told me this before this for that happened. Okay, here, here it goes. Never, ever engage a hysterical woman. Never. Don't ever do it on any level. Walk away. Stay away. Get as far away as you can. I don't care if it's your wife, your mom. Get the hell out of there. There's only only two things happen when you engage a hysterical woman. You go to jail, a mugshot, or you're embarrassed, okay? And you're trending. Get the hell out. 
Can't win. Run. Run as fast from that situation as you possibly can. There is no way. First of all, I mean, I have a, I've got 20 times the platform Laura Loomer does. She, that would be the very definition of arguing down that Todd would even agree with. Number two, she's a nutter and hysterical. You can't win. All right, there's no win there. I think that's similar to if, Don, if, if Ron DeSantis attempts to, would you call him today? Vivek Chat, GTP or GPT or something? Is that what you called him today? Okay. Yeah, I mean, you're engaging somebody with no record so they can take virtually any position they want. And they've shown shamelessly they have no problem taking every any position they want. I would steer as far away from that as I could possibly steer. I completely disagree with whomever was leaking that debate strategy to the New York Times last week. I completely disagree with that. That's a non-winnable argument. Engaging Vivek on that level, number one, you've elevated him. Number two, you've bought into the perception that nothing happening on the ground in the early states verifies what's going on in the quote-unquote net and apart. Okay, so you're, you verified that. Number three, you can't win an argument against somebody shameless with no record. You can't. So don't. Your argument is, here's what I'd say to Vivek. I'm pleased to see you in getting in the, in the arena, getting into the fight. I look forward to seeing what your future looks like and when you build a resume and putting the stuff that you're talking about into practice. And then I turn and look at the camera because that's who your real, your real audience is. That's who your real competitor is, the audience. For whatever reason, if you're Ron DeSantis, you have not convinced enough people yet, despite what you have done in Florida, that you are a national standard bearer. That is your competitor. It is, they are not on the stage. They're the people watching at home. And you look right in that camera and you say, but all the stuff that he's talking about, and much of it, frankly, I agree with, I've already done all this stuff. And just start running down all of your accomplishments. And then you end it with, and that's how you know I'll do it as president, because I already did it. And I did it on a very large stage, the largest swing state in the country. And we absolutely wrecked the Democratic Party. We reduced it to smoldering ash and nothing but a letterhead. And that's what I intend to do as president of the United States. And stop talking. And let, I, I would not engage him on that level of, at, at all. He's, that's, that's, that's similar to debating Laura Loomer one-on-one. Just, you know, hysterical woman virtual versus an absolutely soulless opportunist. I mean, that you can't win. He'll take whatever position and, 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 and he'll get cheered on by people that are trying to use him as a cudgel against you while he does it. I wouldn't lower myself to that whatsoever. I think that'd be a terrible mistake. I think, I think if, if, and if that happens tonight, man, I'm going to James Dean myself. I'm going to take, I'm going to, I'm going to get it, call an Uber. I'm going to throw the Uber driver out. I'm going to take the car to dead man's curb and drive it right off the damn cliff. That's what I'm going to do. Next question. Related. Tyler Motes, current and upcoming scandals will completely torpedo Vivek's campaign. He will either not be in the race or barely register come caucus night. Uh, he will well, barely Sally's- register come caucus night. But, but I sell on the rest. He'll, he's into the end. There's no point in him dropping out to become a Trump surrogate. He already is one. And so he gets both. He gets the benefit of maximum coverage to be a Trump surrogate while also getting to be a candidate and yeah. building a base for future ambitions. It's really a brilliant plan. I, I'm, not, I'm not here judging it. It's, I'm observing it. I'm, I'm, I, you know, I mean, I respect, I respect the game. I, I mean, I understand it's politics. I get it. You know, I, 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 I once knew a guy named Vivek Ramaswamy about seven months ago who was very serious about issues and national dialogue and, um, uh, and really serious about um, the next generation. What you see now is a guy that, remember my opening monologue 
See, I, I, I disagree that Vivek is not sincere. I could be among the most sincere candidates in this race, actually. Let me explain to you why. You want to get nihilistic? Let's get nuts. Remember how I opened the show? Are we even serious about this? Right? We, I, I mean, I just literally just opened up, just ripped out my spleen, right? Poured out my broken heart, you know, like it was a country song. Like, you know, we went to the Brooks and Dunn Neon Moon in the first segment of the show. You guys remember that like an hour ago? Remember? You guys don't know what I'm talking about, right? Right? Yeah. Okay. See, I think Vivek is sincere. I think he sincerely read the room. He's like, oh, wait. This isn't real. You guys aren't serious. Okay, cool. And Skynet just adapted. I think he absolutely got into this with the end. I was there. I spent two hours with the guy. You can't fake substance for two hours taking rando questions that, that are completely un- unplanned from an audience you've never been in front of before. This was a Hindu in front of an audience of a lot of people that are largely evangelical. And dude just rocked it, man. Rocked it. Absolutely rocked it. I was very impressed. Haven't seen that guy in like six months. Now now he's got a, he's branding truth hats. Whatever campaign money he spends is to do FOIA requests on behalf of another candidate. I mean, he's a surrogate. I think he, I think he got into this thinking this was going to be like a real serious philosophical exercise. And then realized we weren't serious and this is what we wanted and he's giving it to us. Vivek is not the problem. We are. We are the problem. Vivek is simply a businessman. And he has understood, well, I'll sell you the product you want. Not the product I got into this to sell, but I'll sell you the product you want. That's all he's doing. That's all he's doing. I don't blame him for it at all. Oh, I do. We're the suckers. Oh, we're suckers, but what we know, do on this show, Lord was a what, 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 we do, what, we, what we do on this show, trying to, like taking all this stuff seriously and thinking the future is really at stake, we're the suckers, like the three of us. We're the, we're the fools. What, what, what he has determined is we're not serious about this. And so if I want, if I want a future voice in this movement, you know, okay, I mean, I could have Steve Dace come and MC my event and, 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 and crush it with substance and answer a bunch of questions. Or I can realize why doesn't people like, why don't people like Steve Dace get invited to CPAC, YAF, Right to Life, March to Life, anything. Why? Western conservative forum, anything, anything, anything. Well, because that's not what people want. So, okay. Well, I'm 38. Well, 36 at the time, or 37 at the time, 38 now. I'm 38. I'm thinking, of, I'm making a 20-year decision here. I'm trying to build a brand. I've got future ambitions in politics. And I'd love to do this the other way, where we're going to have serious conversations. And, and you're really impressed with my intellect. And, and, you know, but that's not what you want. You want a show. I mean, we've all seen it. I mean, we've all seen it. What did Candace Owens tweet yesterday? Hey, he's a great governor with a great record, but he's boring. So, so what? Moving on. I mean, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's what people want is a show. And that's what Ron DeSantis has to give them tonight. That's why I didn't talk about a minute ago when we talked about his debate performance. I didn't bring up, get your facts straight. I didn't bring up, know the issues. No, I said, have some big D energy and some swagger. Because that's who we are as a people. And that's who you're marketing to. And that's who the audience is. And that's who votes, whether we like it or not. We have, to ac- we have to accept reality every bit as much as what, we, what, we de- what I demanded the Trump campaign, accept the reality of the trueness of their plight. As Rudy Giuliani gets indicted and arrested today as we speak right now, understand the seriousness of this. Accept reality, not the reality you want. We need to do the same thing. This country doesn't want a serious ideological debate. 
Most conservatives don't want an ideological debate. They don't. They want a show. And Vivek read the room correctly and gave them the show. Todd, any more thoughts? Well, this is probably just the area where over the years, uh, go back to the the last election as well, Steve and I disagree the most on like the undercard you know, the Vivek's, the Pete Buttigieg's and things like that. And that makes it interesting. It is hard. It is challenging to ultimately decipher uh, their place, what their ceiling is. So all's fair, but I just fundamentally don't agree that this guy ultimately, it's, it is, it's a both and it's not an either or yes, of course we aren't serious, but I don't think he was. Let me me tell you who we are. Here's who we are. Here's who we are. We are Natalie Winters, who has done some excellent reporting that didn't get her like any notice, though. I mean, we put her on because she did some excellent reporting, right? We put her on. She did some excellent substantive reporting, right? And so we put her on. Didn't get any traction. She gets traction now by going on Tim Pool's show last night and saying things like, you need to, everybody else needs to, it's, it's a shame, it's shameful that all these other candidates haven't dropped out so that we can put our full weight behind Donald Trump and his legal problems. And she says this, she is saying this. While three of the highest ranking members of Trump's campaign are in a Milwaukee high end steakhouse taking enemy media on a date. That's who we are. Yes, but this it's this, it's it's follow the money. But in it, when we talk about football or other things, it, 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 there's just too much money. We got to go in this direction. That's a, I, I will never. Ever, ever, ever. Be guilty of that. You can take that to the bank. I loathe that when we talk about football. I loathe that when we talk about footbacks. You're selling out. In the, and if you're that easy to sell out, you were never real to begin with. And I don't think Vivek was. Next up, we go to Sean Griffiths. Changing things up a little bit. Well over half the quote-unquote wildfires from around the world over the past few years are not naturally or accidentally occurring. Burn back better. Bye. Bye, I guess. Why? It, some of you have asked me why we haven't commented more on what has happened in Maui. I, I don't know what's happened. And I, it, it was easier, if you can believe this, it was actually easier if you're willing to do the work and look at countries other than our own. It was actually easier in the immediate aftermath of, of COVID lockdowns to come up with data, hard data, that questioned the narrative than it has been to come up with anything, you know, steadfast to question this. And that's why. And I just have to be very careful. And, you know, I've got someone I respect greatly that has been a warrior where COVID is concerned and has been on our show. And he's sending me DMs constantly of where stuff is going with COVID. And I agree with them, but I rarely am posting them because he's sending them to me via sources that, you know, if I use these sources, I immediately put myself and much of the rest of the blaze in immediate censorship danger. And so I need you guys to understand, I can't do, I, I, I can't lead with my chin. I have to, I've got to have stuff on lock, well, pardon the pun, on lockdown before I, I hard and fast question it. All right? 
That's why we didn't explore the Kraken stuff after the election, but instead went after chain of custody of the ballots, the, the uniformity of this mass new volume of mail-in ballots. We went after things that we could verify. And if I can't, then I put people's careers, not just my own, the other two guys here who've got families, you know, I, I put other people here at the blaze, you know, I can get the, I can get an entire company demonetized if, if I lead with my chin and, and again, and, and I get glass Joe'd. And so I just have to be very careful about stuff like that. And that's why, trust me, I'm following the story. I'm aware of what people think is going on out there, but I, and it, I just, I have to be careful. We'll lighten things up a little bit. Uh, we'll go back to John Coombs. Uh, New York football giants will win the NFC beast and make a deep run into the NFL playoffs. Sell. I think you got the best of Daniel Jones in a contract year. And I think I, I, the Eagles and Cowboys have demonstrably better rosters and, and could be argued, depending on what the quarterback situation with the 49ers is, have the two best rosters in all of the NFC. I don't even think the Giants will make the playoffs. Hmm. I'll buy just for the heck of it. Tyler Motes, uh, Alabama and Georgia will both make the CFP this season with the only loss between them being one to the other. Sure. Sell. I think Alabama's got some real serious quarterback issues. I mean, last year they had maybe the best quarterback Nick Saban's ever had, and they had they had the number one offensive and number two, number one defensive player picked in the draft, and they lost two games. I mean, they didn't even make it to the conference championship game. So, I'm going to sell. I think they have real serious quarterback issues at Alabama, and I think that's why they took a cast off transfer um, in the middle of the summer. That wasn't a show of confidence. Next pumpkin cat. I'm not even. I could see them. I could see them. I, I could see them lose to Texas at home earlier in the year. In fact, should have lost to him last year. Next up, pumpkin cat 1031 says the show's newest set pieces will be a Red Rider BB gun and a leg lamp from the souvenir shop of the Christmas Story House. <laughs> Did they have a souvenir? House? I actually tried to. Oh yes, and it's spectacular. And I spent my wife's. Did they have uh, any? Uh, Leg Too lamps. much money. Yeah, the lamp is there. The lamp is there. In fact, I asked, can I get this shipped to my house? And they said, we will do it, but it's much cheaper if you just go online so it can be shipped from our warehouse instead of from here. So there is a, and I, now you guys reminded me, I, I was going to go online and actually get that lamp for the man cave. You can buy it. Yeah. Todd, any thoughts I on just, this? <laughs> I was struck dumb that he was going to put that lamp in the man cave. <laughs> We need to bring it here. <laughs> bring it here. Did you? Yeah, that'd be a great. That did you guys see the picture of Amy holding the lamp yes. when we were in the house that yeah. I put on Twitter? Yes. Did you guys see that? Yes. That's a, that's a great picture, man. Yes. Frigile. You had the perfect look on our face at the same time. Sounds yes. Italian. Yes. Emmanuel yes. Mueller says half the candidates. It's a major award. Yeah, a major award. Half the candidates in tonight's debate will drop out by Labor Day. By uh, uh, Labor Day, now sell. That's like a week, two yeah, weeks away. Yeah, that's too a quick. Week. Yeah, I'll sell. That is too quick, and we're not that fortunate. <laughs> yeah. Next if, up, any, if any, if if anything, more people, if anything, more people get in, like you know the yeah. the Yunkin, the, uh, the the procurator of Newfoundland will get in, you know, <laughs> and we'll have to debate whether Vladimir they're a natural Zelensky. born citizen or something or not. Well, he's already in. Yeah, he already, already is in. the president. Uh, I have no idea what yes. this is from Tiny Johnny, which is exactly why I selected it. 
Aliens reveal themselves in the next year, but peaceful interplanetary negotiations will break down when they refuse to mask, causing Jesus to return earlier than planned and make the two sides hash things out. Peace is made when everyone gets boosted as a sign of unity. I, again, I have no idea what this is, but that's great. I felt compelled to share it. Yes. That I needed that laugh. That is great. It makes as much I sense don't even as know. anything I'm, else I'm we've discussed it. on the show Absolutely today. Absolutely yes. it does. Yes. That, make, that, that makes as much sense as taking the senior reporting staff at CNN out to steak and bottomless glasses of wine if you're Donald Trump and his campaign. It makes as, it makes as much sense as that does. So I'm in. I love it. Yes. Bye. bye. It's beautiful. Toby, it's poetic even. Toby says President. That's a freaking sonnet. <laughs> Uh, presidential election 2024 will be California governor versus Florida governor in spite of all the shenanigans going on right now. I just think there's too many variables. Yeah. Again, I'll go back to what I said before. There are, I mean, we're, guys, there's we're like 500 shenanigans going go on, on right now. trial. Yeah. yeah. Someone, a guy running for president is going to be on trial in Washington, D.C. And we're going to watch it in real time. I, I just think I'd be very hesitant about making a lot in fact, there is something to be said if you're Ron DeSantis, man. Maybe your strategy is just to hang out as long as possible and see how this whole damn thing plays itself out. But, I mean, I, 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 I just would be, I'd be hesitant about making definitive positions, okay? I mean, you are watching demonic strongholds are now in our natural realm, and, and they behave with erraticism, uh, or I just, I'll just put it simply, erratically, deceptively, nihilistically, um, it's you're, there's no blue pills or red pills. It's all black pills. I mean, it, it's it's what Todd it puts on Twitter. It, these are Black Mirror episodes now. Yes, we are. It, we, this is a Black Mirror update. We're a Black Mirror episode, and I think you just you know if you're watching a really good Black Mirror episode, um, you take that thing just kind of shot by shot every five minute five minutes at a time. Agreed. Because totally. you, you're not entirely sure what you're dealing with by the time you get to the end of it. Could be something dramatically different. Yeah. Nailed it. Um, Pittstuns says a viable third party candidate, RFK Jr. and Manchin, guarantees a Republican win. So, for the same reason Steve just laid out, there's no guarantees. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm, I, again, I'm not so sure. I mean, it depends on who the GOP yeah. nominee is. I mean, I, I mean, I, frankly, I've got, I've got several differences with RFK Jr. I'm far more interested in voting for him than Mike Pence. Nikki Haley or Tim Scott, I'd vote for him over any of those candidates for sure. More buy, seller, hold is next. All right, back here on the Steve Day Show, where this will come in handy. Because it is 100 degrees where Aaron and Todd are. It's about 170 degrees where I am. Sweat Block is here for you. Uh, get their OG antiperspirant wipes. Uh, those are phenomenal. Uh, my son, he tried those last year and got great results with those. I've heard from people that have tried the deodorant stick that it is next level. Um, my favorite product is the uh, deodorant lotions that they use because, you know, there are some parts of the uh, body that can get uh, swampy this time of year, and that deodorant lotion is absolutely phenomenal. There's like a baby powder one. That's the one I would recommend. 
All right, so uh, promo code is DACE when you go to sweatblock.com to get 20% off. Promo code DACE for 20% off when you go to sweatblock.com. Again, sweatblock.com, promo code DACE for 20% off. Let's continue on with Buy, Sell, or Hold. Tony, Tony Robinson or Robeson says, Airlines by government mandate will mandate the useless patriotic magical mask by the beginning of October of 2023. I'm going to sell. Um, I, th- I don't think the airlines want any part of this again. And in fact, I, I think they could actually end up suing the administration if they try to use them to impose this again. Um, so I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to sell. I, I think that, and, and I think that that's not an automatic in that arena because I don't think the airlines want to do it again. I think they hated what they had to, what it turned them into before we'd be going into Thanksgiving and Christmas peak seasons for air travel. Um, I, I, I don't think the airline, I think there's at least one or two airlines that don't want any part of that and would challenge it in court. And there's already, you know, thanks to Florida again, uh, there was already a, that's what got rid of the ban. There was already a significant victory in, in one federal court where that's concerned. I mean, the airlines can argue, you know, we have air filtration here that doesn't exist anywhere else. So what are we even doing? I think they would challenge it. So I'll sell. Could have argued that last time. They'll buy and they'll buy because it's Christmas season and Thanksgiving and they know they have a captive audience and they like they like being a part of that power play before. And there's way too many people who just say, I got to go get on that plane and go do it again. So that's where we live. Lou Marconi says Trump will be brought before the House of Representatives to testify as a whistleblower. He will then be granted immunity from all indictments. I don't think that's how congressional immunity works. Yeah, I don't I I don't think that's how it works, guys. Different branch of government. So sell. Yep. Next, Johnny Bow 77 says today's Republican Party more closely resembles the Democrats of the 80s than anything Republican or conservative. In fact, blue dog Democrats were more conservative than today's average GOP. Well, because that last part is extremely accurate. The first part might be a bit of a stretch. Um, but this, but I mean, that second part, you know, that's cash money, homie. So I will buy. Kay. You bet. Bye. Next, Luke Zedgwick says Hawaii will vote Republican for the first time in decades. Sell. Oh, sell, sell. Come on. No. This is global warming just did. Yeah. This this is exact. This is if if the things that we that are being bandied about right now are accurate, they're going to turn this into. This is confirmation of our climate religion. Yeah. It's the yep. opposite, yes. actually. Yep. This, is, this, this is like when we write stories at our conservative websites. Uh, Los Angeles has had it with crime. <laughs> Turning to the right wing. Okay, okay, yeah, it's yeah, exactly yeah. like. The only people buying that, the only people buy, buying that stuff are white conservatives that, in states that are 4,000 miles away from California. Yeah. Never happened. Remember, remember all the stories we wrote as an industry about the, who was the crazy, uh, you know, like just nutter that was the Chicago mayor, Laura Lightfoot. Remember? Okay. All the stories. She's done. She's toast. She's out. They just turned around and elected somebody who's more left than her. Just younger. Yeah. I mean, guys, put the camera on me. Listen very carefully to me. They're not like us. 
I don't know how many more times I have to stress this. They really believe in the stuff they say. They really believe in their religion. They're not over there in the corner, Mr. Stipe, losing their religion. They're gaining even more zealotry. They're not like us. Not at all. They believe in this stuff. We're talking about people who are descended from folks who used to throw their children into volcanoes. The idea that we're suddenly go- they're suddenly going to say, I can't believe how this has mis- been mismanaged, and I'm voting Republican. No, guys. No. They're not like us. They don't just get together, drink a few bush lights, and chant, lock her up. Ha 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 ha. And then just forget about it later. They, they do the locking up. That's why Rudy Giuliani had to show up in Fulton County, Georgia today to get arrested. They're not like us. And they managed to chaos all part of the plan. This is by design. I mean, Babylon B spoofed this whole thing recently. We said they're looking forward to the hurricane in California to wipe all, so because it might wash all the poop off the sidewalks. I mean, they're, they're, and they say this stuff unironically, unironically. They say stuff like we're talking to the gangs of whether they can uh, agree to murder each other, uh, you know, during the day. Right. They say these things unironically. All right. Unironically. Because what they believe in more than anything else is hating you. And if that means turning the world upside down, that's what they're going to do. Does, who does that remind you of, folks? A lot of believers in this audience, which is, makes it all the more frustrating to hear Steve say something like this. Because if you're a person of faith, this should ring true. That describes the devil. He will turn the world upside down because he hates God. Look at his minions. Guys, I, Same I, thing. Guys, I don't know if you're... Sorry, I interrupt. There's breaking news right now. The guy that led the uh, supposed coup against Putin. Yeah, we saw that. Yeah, that Putin said he'd let him. He would let him go and let's forget things. What? Yeah, he just he's dead in a plane crash. What awful luck! Just yeah, it's, he's got Wuhan. Probably luck. just a coincidence, Jimmy. This is a great time to remind you about our friends over at Preborn because there are causes worthy of investing in where actual work is being done. And hope is actually being shared and lives are being changed. Just just the political arena would not be one of them. Instead, donate whatever you are going to give to a Republican who is clearly undeserving of it. And, is, and not only that, has proven to you, this to you before and is looking forward to proving it to you once more. Give that money to an organization like Preborn. $28 is all it takes for an ultrasound. And about 80% of the time when a mom in crisis has that ultrasound and hears that heartbeat, she doesn't go forward with killing her own child. Telling you right now, are there 80% odds if th- that the Republican you're thinking of getting given $28 to won't sell you out? Yeah. So how about spending that 28 bucks instead on 80% odds? You'll save a life. All right, if you want to help save a life, and I love the fact that they love on the mom too, because my mom was that mom in crisis. It was not easy. Yeah, she gave me life. Let's not make it look, though, like that was all unicorns and, uh, and, and pixie dust. It's hard being a mom at 15, 16, 17 years old. It's hard being a mom at any age. Hard growing up with your kid. We were on food stamps, welfare. 
It's not a fairy tale. All right, now it can have a fairy tale ending, though. Now, my, my mom would say 50 years later, I'm the best mistake she ever made. But it's hard, and the moms need help. So they do prenatal, postnatal care. All of that is free, too, provided they have funding courtesy of people like us and tax-deductible donations. When you dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby on your mobile phone, pound 250, keyword baby on your mobile phone, or just make it simpler. Go to preborn.com slash Steve. That's preborn.com slash Steve, preborn.com slash Steve. So moving on, this one actually just came in, and I think this is a fascinating and and very good take. See what you guys think. Uncommon Sense says, The greater abundance of demonic activity today is a reaction to the amount of truth available. The less noticeable demonic activity, the less truth out there they have to worry about. Meaning, well, I want to make sure I understand. He's saying there's a correlation with the fact that there is more truth available, so the demonic activity has dialed it up. Is that what he's saying? Yeah. Uh, I'm. All right. I'm going to sell. I think it's. I think it's the opposite. It's the opposite. It's the opposite. There's less truth out there, and so there's less worry about um, being obvious, being detected, being seen. Um, remember, the, de- the hell wants to hell. Hell wants worship too. When Satan says, I will ascend, I will be like the Most High, what does he mean? I will be God. You will worship me. And nature abhors a vacuum. And so we have separated ourselves from God. We have jettisoned him largely from the public square and from many of our pulpits. And so now that space is wide open. Something will occupy it. And now darkness will. I think it's the opposite. This is happening not because truth is available, but because it is not. And so people need to believe in something, and now they will believe in deception as truth instead. And what you're seeing is, is in the 80s and 90s, postmodernism um, and 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 post-truthism wrecked wrecked the, the 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 left side of the West, and you're watching it wreck the right side of the West right now. In real time, yeah. You should, if you haven't, we have these. We had him on, and uh, he's got another book in, coming out of in a couple months. So I think we'll probably have him on again. But you should read Jonathan Kahn's Return of the Gods because he speaks to what Steve is getting at as well. I think you're both wrong. I have more access to information. That doesn't automatically mean the the truth, but I have more access to information in the palm of my hand than the great scientists of yesteryear would ever dream of. You don't think that there's a reaction to the potential of finding truth? In fact, I could say your response, Steve, actually makes the case for this. The more truth is available, and that was the claim in this in this uh, tweet, the more truth is available, the more hell has to work to suppress that truth. I don't think... I, 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 I was thinking along those lines for a few seconds, Aaron, and I take what he said seriously. I don't think it's farcical to ask this question, but I don't think just because of that there's more truth available. I think, honestly, pound for pound, there was far more truth available in 1300 than there is today. I think I, I really agree. I, there, I th- there's, there's, there's far more information available today, far less truth. We valued truth more then. That. We got things yeah, wrong, but I we agree. valued truth more. But even that statement, though... Even that statement actually says the more information we have, the more demonic activity. That's basically what you're saying. The more information we have, the more demonic activity there is. 
I don't know. I think it's I think we're arguing uh, two sides of the same coin. That's all. Michael Stetson. If Steve gets a cochlear implant, he is automatically de facto the new rush. Is that is Can that I the, get is, the two hundred and fifty dollars million yeah. a year that Rush was making? Gonna say yeah, this. Then I'll then, on you, us. then you know what, man? They can do yeah. they can do cochlear implants. They can do anal implants. They can do ankle implants. Um, <laughs> they can do elbow implants. Um, knee replacements. Um, and uh, and won't, won't even do anesthesia. We'll just do it. Just a straight up local. If if I'm getting the two hundred and fifty million a year that Rush made, then by golly, you bet I'm in. Just turn me into an implant. I'm in. Yeah. Uh, next up, John Paul's Cannonball says, if COVID restrictions surface again, Todd will be the first to get arrested for non-compliance and laugh during his mugshot. I'll do my best. I pr- I'll do my best. Yeah, my wife, it's I funny. I love that answer do- from Todd, so yeah. I'll buy. My wife texted me during the show uh, about seeing from a source saying that this is this is coming it's not it's not a joke this is increasingly happening she she knows i mean this is like that tap i got on the shoulder when the deacon at church decided to do a guilt trip and she's like no i know like i mean she doesn't love it all the time but she knows when it has to happen i mean there's no way in hell man there is no way in hell and say i mean you know come after me like oh fake tough guy oh fine whatever you do you but it disgusts me, so I'll do me. Next up, praise be to Elohim. Independence will be turned off by Trump's thinking that he's too good to debate and will overwhelmingly go for De- DeSantis. Say, who, well, I mean, this is a GOP primary, so I don't think that that's really all that relevant. I mean, yeah. we have a lot of open primaries, but actually Trump won almost all the open primaries in 2016, and we won almost all the closed ones. So um, I'll sell. Yeah, and I don't, that's too, they're not, I mean, they resent, there's a lot of reasons to resent Trump. I just don't, you're counting on, there's like a code of honor that a lot of you are implying to some of these things. It just, we all wish existed, but they don't. So I'm selling as well. All right, save one. We'll do one last one. Pick your best one that remains, Aaron. Uh, after I get done, and we'll get to it after I get done reminding our audience about Samaritan Ministries. If you're tired of someone telling you where to go when you have a medical need, if you're ready to take control of your health again, uh, make sure you go to Samaritan Ministries. They could be the solution you're looking for. They connect hundreds of thousands of Christians across the nation who come together through prayer and encouragement and financial support. When a medical need arises, it's not insurance, and therefore you're not limited by restrictive networks. You can, if you've got a medical need, you can go, uh, you don't have to check to see if a hospital or the healthcare provider you want is in a network. You can go right to that person or to that place. Uh, and don't give a second thought at all because with Samaritan Ministries, you're in control of your health care. And then afterwards, fellow members, they'll pray, they'll, they will pray for you. They'll send you money directly uh, to help you pay your medical bills. And when they have a medical need, you will then do the same for them. So this is real Acts 2 kind of stuff um, that is played out in real, in, in, in real life. And that's what biblical health care sharing looks like. If you want to check it out today, SamaritanMinistries.org slash Steve Dace is where to go. SamaritanMinistries.org slash Steve Dace. Again, SamaritanMinistries.org slash Steve Dace. All right, one final quick one, Aaron. Lawrence Burdett has this hot take. When we move on to the next new thing in a couple of weeks, we can stop pretending all of our Anthony music doesn't hurt our ears. 
What's wrong with you, Lawrence? I just disagree. I've spent yeah, I, several I, I, evenings I, I actually disagree. listening to his catalog. It's good stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm going to sell. I think the dude can really sing. I'm going to sell. Yeah. So. And it's not even my like native genre. I'm not like a you know, major bluegrass guy. It's not like my genre of music, but I think the guy can really sing. And the message is very, very powerful. But I don't, I, by the way, let me say this though, too. I don't think you should feel pressured to like the music because the message affirms your belief system. Those two things can be separate. You know, there, you can have an opinion about, you know, uh, someone's artistic expression and ability or yeah. lack thereof. And then whether you agree with their message or not. Okay. So I don't, I don't think you're like morally compelled to like it. I just don't agree with your take. I don't, I don't dislike it at all. All right, gentlemen, you're going to stick around and do overtime. I actually have to head out and to do our friend Jesse Kelly show. So you guys have bonus overtime today. Uh, bonus by Seller Hold. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.